Hi, Andrea. Thanks for um, representing, I guess, the single crew <laughs> in this discussion. We have Pastor Rachel and Dennis. And how long have you guys been married? Since March 2nd, 2019. <laughs> Nearly three years. We had to think about it and look at each other. Okay. Pastor Susan and Joe, like how long have you two been married? Uh, almost 20 years. Almost so 20 this years. August. Yes. This coming August will be 20. You don't look old enough to be married 20 years. And that's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first question we want to ask you is, what does it mean for you in your current life stage to be after God's own heart? Um, being after God's own heart for me uh, means anchoring my identity in Christ and exploring the unique ways that he's wired and shaped me. Uh, and I think regardless of what your relationship status might be, uh, we're all called to find our identity solely in Christ. Uh, but society and even church culture often tells us that we're incomplete um, or somehow less whole without a partner. Uh, so holding a strong sense of identity and purpose as a single person is a unique witness of the gospel's response to that message. Wow, that was, that'll preach. That was really good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. What does it mean for you to be after God's own heart in this current marriage stage? The biggest thing that stood out for me has been like God's invitation for me to learn to enjoy him. Yeah, it was kind of an unexpected like aspect of marriage, but um, that's definitely been the theme and like something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Just like, yeah, like in the first few years of marriage has been like learning to enjoy it and to enjoy God in it. Yeah, it's like the journey, like being able to understand that the relationship that it, there are like the joy, there is a lot of joy. There's some like shared, dif like shared like difficulties, like COVID kind of really threw us for a loop. Yeah, wow. And like having a child through COVID, but like you did get to see like just how much, how much uh, stronger like relationship becomes as a result of like difficulties and hardship. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like there have been like a lot of like there have been a lot of like really nice moments. Generally speaking, there is quite a bit of joy, so that helps. What does it mean for you guys as a seasoned married couple to be after God's heart within your marriage at this stage of your life? But what's one thing interesting, though, and, and, and you mentioned it in the, your question, um, what does it mean at this stage? Yeah. And um, we kind of define what King David was, what God was to King David and how God viewed uh, King David. But um, one thing is that, well, it isn't easy sometimes. And we are certainly not like, achieving these things that we're talking about uh, uh, like it's a uh, something that we we'll pursue and chase after and want to be there but it's a journey and it's it's not pretty journey sometimes but um <laughs> one thing is we stage and now like in our uh, you know 20th year of marriage uh plus kids and all that or when we think back to when we're single um, you know, in career stage or just finishing school, uh, pursuing after God, or even even before that, you know, the journey isn't that different. You yeah. know what I mean? Like uh, circumstances are different. What comes in our lives is different. But that um, what it means to be so, a yeah. person after God's own heart mm -hmm. is the same 
like throughout all of our different stages. different stages of our life, like to be a seasoned couple still means for us the same as it was when we were singles and when we were, you know, just like a young couple, you know, married without kids. And now we have kids who are 14 and 12 years old. And so for us, it still means the same thing. It still means to put God in the center. It still means to have God as our rock and our fortress, to be trusting God, to desire to please him and to be obedient to him. But more than that, to have a relationship with him. Yeah. How does this practically play out in your everyday life? Um, so in Jen Wilkins' book, uh, Woman of the Word, she writes that the knowledge of God and the knowledge of self go hand in hand, um, and that we can't have a true knowledge of self uh, apart from a knowledge of God. So learn, leaning into my identity involves me spending time studying uh, who God is through scripture and soaking in the wisdom of other believers. Um, and then from that place, I can open myself up to opportunities that maximize the unique talents and uh, passions that God has given me. Um, and a specific example of that is my passion for helping people see the purpose behind their ethnic and racial identities. Um, so writing about that and speaking about that is one way of leaning into the unique way that God has wired me and the identity that I have. How does this practically play out in your everyday life? One thing that I like a, a new change that marriage brought about for myself was as someone who always like viewed myself as being very independent and really valued that and like, you know, and um, almost I would say like like idolizing self-sufficiency like that was a big change for me to have to to give up um, and so for me like and I think Dennis agrees with he, he talks about it a lot with me as well but um, like allowing like allowing Dennis to help me like to or to like come alongside of me in life like to not always feel like this burden or the weight of having to do everything myself and and, and then enjoying that like realizing that there's someone who wants to um, to serve me, to serve with me, um, realizing that there's someone who, I think uh, an aspect that was like, yeah, like realizing that there's someone who wants to like, to love me and, and honor me and like to like be gracious with me, to be patient, to be kind. Um, we're not things that I realized, I guess, like we're not things that I, I allowed myself to really experience regularly. And, and that's kind of what I meant by like, you know, experiencing God's heart in that, like realizing, I think through marriage um, and even through like, I guess this early stage of parenthood, uh, like how, how God like wants to love me and like how God actually desires good things for me, like how he delights in me. And like, I think these are aspects that I think like, uh, like for myself, I was always one of those people who always felt like I need to earn everything, who like, like saw the Christianity from a lens of like, yeah, like I think I, like growing up, I kind of saw Christianity more through the lens of like seeing God through that, um, I don't know, like more of a legalistic view, I think. Like, yeah. And then, um, but I think as I experienced marriage and even like parenthood, I, I think, yeah, like that's kind of been shifting and um, that like, yeah. And then experiencing Dennis and then experiencing my son like has been kind of unraveling that aspect of God from the, the softer parts, like the joyful parts of the parts of like delight and rest. Okay. Yeah, so acts of service, I guess, like, you know, understanding that it's like, you're, you gotta live beyond yourself and that there's, you know, it, it does bring joy to like help like Rachel along the way with respect to like, you know, towards around the house or like making sure that like JJ's diapers changed and clothed. <laughs> No, and they appreciate it too. So it just gives me joy to see that as well. 
and knowing that like I alleviate some of her burdens and like she also alleviates a lot of mine as well. So I think like together we're stronger than we were apart. So I really appreciate that. And I feel that, you know, that's that's the way that I'll see God's heart as well by like, you know, he has like a lot of sacrificial love and like he does all these like works for us mm. and knowing that like you know i can be that much more grateful for what he's done relative to like what i do for my family so just imagining how much more like god feels as a result of like performing what, like all like all that he does for us as like all his people and his children what does that look like practically and an everyday kind of basis in your life? Yeah. Not pretty. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, and you're very, we're just kind of like, what does it mean? Like practically, what does it mean for us to, to live out being, um, and I think over the years, the one thing that we did learn is that it's not about putting each other at the center and it's not about putting our expectations on each other. But really, it really does mean, you know, putting our expectations onto the one person and the one being that could fulfill and satisfy everything. And I think as we have been almost married for 20 years, I think that has really alleviated the pressure in our marriage, like kind of sadly and yet very like easing the pressure kind of way going, you know what, Joe, who's my best friend is not the one that's going to satisfy me. He's not, he's you know, and I'm not, and I, you know, recognizing I'm not going to be the one that will fulfill and satisfy Joe, but really there is somebody who will, and that is God. And I think that's where like remembering um, to be people after God's own heart really comes into play because we're putting our trust in God. And I mean, we trust each other, of course, but it's not fully like dependent on who Joe is. And, and my happiness is not based on who he is, but really it is now towards praising him towards glorifying god towards trusting god and together we make that journey together sorry i took over well okay that's pastor <laughs> that's pastor's answer <laughs> and so like in, in every stage i mean and now at our stage as as parents and as you know um husband and wife there are things that come up practically like um whether it's um Finding time, uh, the bit in the business, uh, making prioritizing our activities, um, you know, uh, like okay, uh, wanting to give what is what we think is needed for our kids to do well. For instance, whether it's lessons or sports team or whatever that takes your time, managing that or or um, um, pro- providing your family with means to do things. You know all this, and so putting time and prioritizing your resources to work, all these things. You know, you ask, it can't be a bad thing. God cannot want not want me to do these things, right. and that kind of makes sense at, at one point. But then you start to think, okay, well, in the name of balancing, finding a balance, in the name of finding um, or being able to provide these things that seem very uh, reasonable we kind of lose sight of and we kind of lose connection to God mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. that's I think practically what we try not to do and mm-hmm. what we want to mm-hmm. right. make sure that 
uh, we continue doing is to always practically, continually uh, putting God in situations and what it means to have God in the center in different situations, right. in different stages of life and different uh, um, things, circumstances that come up. Yeah, I think also something else I think about putting God, uh, I mean, being um, people after God's own heart, like being a married couple, being a seasoned season married couple being parents being you know a woman and a wife a husband and you know a man and a father um is about kind of like letting go of our own desires and really again you know what and I, sometimes I say this and I go but it's really hard like it really is hard to do those sort of things but and then also like putting down our own desires and seeking after God's desires seeking after God's heart seeking to do what God calls us to do rather than what we think we're called to do and then asking God to bless what we are trying to do with our lives and 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 how we are parenting I think mm. also to um seek after God's wisdom um rather than using our own wisdom or the world's wisdom and I think that is tough as well but to say yeah no go ahead to to say to be like a couple um, seeking after God's own heart, I think it really is, again, it's about that relationship with God so that we know what does it mean? What is God's wisdom in this area? You know, and and really trying to seek after that um, rather than, yeah, putting everything else first. But I also want to add, though, it's not all like, we make it so, in, some t- in some way, we make it sound like, okay, marriage is kind of downhill after, you know, <laughs> as, as the years go by, it gets you know, worse and worse, we got to give up this and we're not thinking about each other as much or, or think good, you know, as high as each oh other. My. It's, it's no, not that at all. Not, like, yeah. Yeah, what it is, is yeah. we find ourselves, ourselves uh, finding that destination, a common destination, which is God. And it's like God is at the end and we kind of know that. And then as we walk together, yeah, we may not um, re- rely on each other for the fulfillment, but as we walk towards that together, there is a fulfillment right. to be had that it's hard to explain in words, but like a satisfaction that yeah. and a joy and hap- or not happiness, like a peace yeah. that does come in. Um, and yes, there's a lot of bumps along the way, but yeah. there's that something <laughs> else that is there that we're not just always giving up something in our like relationship and right. we're not always losing yeah. that uh, that first love that kind of thing right. no, yeah first love i don't know about first love oh, but no. <laughs> i mean but joe is still my best friend yeah <laughs> and i also have to add that in times of crisis there is nothing like the peace and strength of god that uh, that gets you through things mm-hmm. yeah. nothing yeah yeah, yeah. this sounds like great like you have a good clear identity and you know how it practically works out and where to take that but are there any challenges or questions that you face as you um, partake in this yeah i think the biggest challenge is to consistently reject the unhealthy narratives about singleness um, especially since they come at us from so many different angles Um, you can't listen to music or watch a tv show or movies without kind of the romance being the the dominant theme or the most important takeaway. Um, So singleness isn't just a waiting period or um, the kind of preview to something better. Um, So if I don't guard myself against those narratives, then I open the door to complacency, um, to bitterness, to a lack of content. 
Uh, so I found myself really leaning into 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, uh, which um, directs us to take every thought captive so that we're able to obey Christ. Um, so just really being guard of what I'm consuming and how I'm allowing that to change the way I think and the way I operate. Wow. I love that. So I love that you started with the, I guess, like the movement upward towards God, like my identity is rooted and grounded in God. And then you were talking about, I guess, the outward movement of what that looks like in terms of um, social justice and um, changing, changing a, a societal narrative. And then you talked about yourself and how deep it went inside, how you, how you have to guard yourself to see yourself clearly and to see what God's doing. And that's like beautiful, like tri movement of um, spiritual formation, actually. That I'm hearing there. That's that's wonderful. I love that. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I think the one passion that God has given me as a single person is letting people know that God's greatest gift and the greatest picture of his love is not just in marriage. Um, it's really in himself, him giving himself to us. Um, so there are seasons of loneliness, regardless of whether you're married or single or dating. Um, but we always have the love of Christ to really anchor us and to root us. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's such a deep thought. It's so true. And that's the share, like, like that's a shared human experience. I think sometimes we compartmentalize ourselves by relationship status because that's what happens on social media, but yeah. in real life, we have this shared human loneliness that apart from Christ, apart from relationship with God, like we are lonely, yeah. you know, maybe we might not be alone, but we're lonely no matter what, mm -hmm. where we are. And so, um, yeah, thank you for bringing that that to the front. So that's great. So thank you, Andrea, for no our single panelist and showing us what it means to follow after God's heart. Thank you. Challenges um, or maybe even questions you might have as you as you face practicing this, as you go through practice, these practical practices of doing this. Are there any, any parts that are really challenging? A really basic thing in what I'm, I guess like, what I'm experiencing is just like, allowing it to happen um like and not resist it like yeah I think I realized that I've have I have a tendency to kind of not want to believe that like yeah like this goodness is something that I like I, it's not deserved I guess like but at the same time it's like that like that someone would someone would willingly and like just almost like, I don't know, like kind of unconditionally, I hope it's unconditional, <laughs> but yeah, like unconditionally wanted like give that to you. And, and so, yeah, it is a reflection that I realize like a lot of times when I run into that tension in our marriage, like I realize it is a reflection a lot of times of like how I, how I view God and, and his goodness for me. It is, it is, there is that always like that resistance to him, like that resistance to grace. And then actually like, not only is it just a, a problem of how I receive it, but then also I realized it affects the way that I give it to other people. And so, um, and then, yeah, so for example, in our marriage, like I often notice like, because it's not just to like, you know, boost Dennis or whatever, but yeah, like Dennis is, for me, it always takes me aback as to like how patient and gracious and kind he is with me. And I'm like, kind of the opposite of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and it's really tough, That's like, <laughs> it's like um, yeah, and so, for me, sometimes it's actually hard. Like I catch myself like wondering, like, you know, sometimes aloud, like, you know, why am I so like, why, why can't I let these little things go? Or like, why can't I be more gracious um, or more kind in the way that, that I in turn, like, you know, treat him. And, and yeah, so I think those are kind of the challenges that I have. 
I think it's just uh, what I've learned a lot. Like what I've learned along the way is that you know you will be you will be two different people. We'll have like different points of view. We'll have like we'll def- definitely have different quirks. At the same time, like having grace for each other and even yourself really goes a long way. And understanding that it's like you know there there will be differences, mm-hmm. but understanding like you know that like that's how that's how God created us. We're all unique and we're all different. We're not exactly like, you know, how the other one would expect, right? Not projecting yourself onto others. So being able to being able to show that grace, give that grace, mm-hmm. give yourself that grace also goes a long way. Yeah. So that not everything's on you and not everything's on them. Not everything's on us either because God's there too. You say there's any specific or unique challenges <clears throat> that you face and yes I know there's fulfillment and it's really good but um, are there any like you know specific or unique challenges that you may face along the way as you endeavor to do this oh yes <laughs> <laughs> where do we begin <laughs> it's definitely not smooth sailing I'm you know there are definitely bumps along the road and little detours and um yeah distractions and things like that I think one of the biggest challenges is really discerning God you know and and what I will now phrase as interpreting God you know God Joe has his own way of interpreting (laughs) interpreting God and interpreting God's word or whatever I don't know how you want to put it but then I'll have my way and then it's just coming like um knowing it's not about knowing the right like who's right and who's wrong it's not about winning the victory of you know, I've won the argument, but it's about like hashing it out so that, you know, because we both have different perspectives on it, you know, and, and really trying to figure that out. And, and to, uh, and also to say that, you know, I think the child, one of the greatest challenges is really putting God in the center. You know, you wake up in the morning and sometimes it's so easy just to go, okay, I've got a list of gazillion things to do. You know, um, our daughter Faith has to be at school. We leave the house at 7, 740, 745. And, you know, it's the moment, you know, we wake up and get out of bed, it's like we hit the ground running and, it, you know, it's getting faith to school and then getting out into school and, and then getting to work and things like that. And, um, and sometimes it's really hard to wake up and go, okay, we're going to put God first in all the decisions that we make. I guess one thing also, and it doesn't just uh, happen in this stage. I think it's uh, for everybody at different stages is, is fear allowing mm-hmm. uh, or t- trying to keep fear um out of your life or recognizing that it is not from God, mm-hmm. a fear that comes along when, especially when we, uh, when we become, we have become parents, yeah. mm-hmm. um, where, you know, there are lives or like your kids are relying on you mm-hmm. uh, and you recognize that, okay, well, we are the provider. We are, we are, um, we start to think that we are it for them. Mm-hmm. And we almost forget that there's God mm-hmm. who's uh, mm-hmm. more loving and more far uh, you know love them far more than mm-hmm. sue and i could ever yeah. love yeah. we forget that and that fear comes in whether it's um mm-hmm. about preparing them for the world for uh, so to speak like whether mm-hmm. needing uh, like with world's expectations okay we got to get this less that less no they're mm-hmm. not going to be ready or we got to do this and that and when we start to fall into that um then we lose sight of god mm-hmm. um 
Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, get, giving them lessons and all that stuff, you know, it can be great. You know, it right. can be something that God wants you to do, but really just kind of seeking after God and saying, God, is that what you want us to do? You know, and, and asking God about the parental wisdom and things like that. And even, you know, situations in our marriage, like how do we handle the finances and things like that? Like, I think it really is yeah. about remembering to put God first. And what does that mean? What does that mean to put God first in our finances? And what does it mean to put God first in our parenting? And, and in our everyday lives together. Another challenge is just remembering that that it's not by our qualifications, right? It's not by how well we can do things or, you know, it's it really is about relying on God. It is really about leaning on God for strength. It is really about going to God for wisdom. And, you know, when you when you ask God, he will give you the wisdom that you need. And, and you know, the, the scripture passage I quoted earlier on about David not coming with the sword or the spear or the javelin, you know, he's pretty much saying, I'm not coming at you with the qualifications of this world. I'm coming at you, coming to you with God, you know, with God as my strength, with God as my, my weapon, you know, and, and really to remember that that is who God is for us. You know, he really is the one that will be it for us, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's really hard. Like, it's hard to remember that. Yeah. Um, being bombarded by the world and and the world's expectations and yeah and I think one of our greatest concerns is our kids and and are we preparing our kids for the world and you know we didn't give them x y and z lessons but are they going to be okay you know the world is telling us they need it but you know and it really is I think hard to continue to seek after God um, against all the other voices yeah, yeah. Um, another challenge is that it's not so much a couple thing or family thing, but a lot of these things we talked about, really the core of it, there has to be a foundation on your own journey with your relationship with God individually. Mm -hmm. There's some, uh, some level of individual right. journey yeah. that you have to put priority and, mm -hmm. and foster because mm -hmm. yeah. we cannot do anything as a group or as a family or as a couple if our, we ourselves are struggling yeah. uh, in that area. Yeah. And uh, that starts with, you know, whether it's a discipline or whatever that works for you, that allows you to come to God daily. Um, and I, I think it's everybody's struggle. We all struggle with that at times uh, or a lot of times um, yeah. like myself. And so mm -hmm. that is the challenge. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we cannot get there without, having this with God first. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Appreciate it.